Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher, and uh, I'm joined, as always, by uh, Chris Armani. We're back. Uh, Louis McCaffrey. Hello, Christopher. Good to be back. And Kieran Haran. Good evening. It's a pleasure to be back, as always. Uh, we've been away for a few weeks, um, sorting out some stuff. Um, also, the uh, it's care now, so. yeah, it's all taken care of. No, no bother at all. The beef is squashed. Yes, we've squashed some beef, as far as I'm aware. So uh, no periscope today. No periscoping. Uh, talking about that, how's the Instagram? Nah, we'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, good, good to be back. Internationals. In, anyone want any comment on the international? Yeah, they're shit. Okay, Sermani thinks they're shit. Kieran, any comments? Did you note. even watch it? Um, I watched the home game. But not much away game. Home game, not away game. Impressed? Yeah, it was alright. Yeah, it was alright. Louis, do you even know what international football is? Remember no, that? T- no. Remember that time you watched the that's Wales when, game with Dowd? Celtic don't play into in the pub. Uh, great stuff. Uh, I was impressed with Scotland. I thought they played well. Still don't like Gordon Strachan, but McGinn looks a player. I'm not judging him on just that Scotland performance, but the Scotland performance topped it off for me. And Young Tierney getting his first cap. Young well. Tierney actually really doing terrifically well, pushing um, pushing his. Uh, it's his now. That's his place now um, in the Scotland lineup, which is good, which adds value so we can sell him on next season, am I right? Uh, let's. Southampton. Whoever. Fucking whoever. Rangers. Let's sell the Rangers. It's a club for England. So. Hey, listen, we're happy to be a figure club, am I right? It's all about the money. It's all about the. Dollar, dollar, bill, yo. Del- yo. I've heard guys say that. Damn sheep, boys. Balance sheet boys, CSC. <laughs> okay, that you clearly we've been away for a while because we're absolutely talking shite. Um, but let's actually just kind of focus on on what we have missed. Celtic came back after the international break. Um, we played Hearts at Celtic Park. It finished three goals to one. Uh, I'm going to give my little th- kind of thoughts on this first. Don't always get the chance to. Um, I was very impressed. Um, Celtic conceded a, a really good goal, actually. A really good finish from, from Walker. And at that point, I thought it was going to be the same old capitulation. I thought we were going to end up just not having much to answer back to. Um, Hearts then, after they scored, actually came at us pretty well. They, they, there was about a good five minutes of, of genuine sort of confusion in the Celtic team. But for the first time, in quite a while, we showed a lot of backbone, we showed a lot of character, um, and we got back into it, and a lot of that was to do with um, the magic and win play of Chris Armani, your, your standout guy, the guy you picked to really impress, mm-hmm. on the basis of fucking nothing, frankly, but good for you. Uh, Patrick Roberts, tell us about Patrick Roberts and his performance against Hearts. Me? Why? Scintillating. Scintillating. Proper, intelligent play. Even when he's not ghosting past men for fun, he doesn't needlessly give the ball away a lot. He'll bring it inside, play the simple pass if he needs to. Um, as he's finding out in Scotland, he's very pacey. He doesn't get to use that a lot because most teams are quite defensive against us. But he's he's really so intelligent with the ball. The first goal, Robert's first goal, was great work from... Louis' favourite man, Tam Rogic. Uh, Big Tam. Big Tam, the Tam Meister General. Tamarino. Tamarino slipped it through um, for, for young Roberts. Um, keeper came out and he just dinked it over him. Just Larson-esque. He just dinked it. Oh. I'll, 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 tell you, I'll tell you, I think most players would have taken that with a right foot. Mm-hmm. Um, but Roberts. his class just shows. It does the hair. 
we'll get to the we'll come to that but it just great ball and just calm composed dinked over just that way whereby the defender you know kind of went after it because he thought he could catch it but no he couldn't are you a bit of a tease for money? I can be yeah, yeah. yeah. at times it tells um, his second goal um, wing play cutting inside driving into the box something that he does a lot when he can't get to the byline you know he, 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 he tends to kind of bring it in and see if he can kind of sneak in that way uh, he did keeper maybe could have got a stronger hand to it if I'm being um, critical critical but the it was a great finish placed it really well capped off a fine for the uh, fine performance from him that was almost perfect except you fucked up at the end <laughs> I would have liked it if you hadn't fucked up uh, Chris Armani uh, thank you I'm pointing at Louis for whatever reason calling you Chris <laughs> Armani uh, Louis I mean the, the, the Hearts game it was obviously three games ago but we all have kind of comments and thoughts on it uh, for me it was character for Armani it was sort of um, individual performance what what impressed you about the fact that we came back from being a goal down at home, which a lot of the time we have capitulated under. Uh, I, th- I think there was there was a few key things that happened. Obviously, l- losing a goal um, like that when Celtic at that point were actually playing quite well and dominating, and yet they lost that goal, which it was a bit of a sucker punch. So, of course, it was good to come back from it. But at the same time, nearer the end of the half, we weren't playing as well, and we we weren't quite as dominating from what I remember, and. Rogic had to go off because of his head knock and Beaton came on and I thought second half Beaton kind of stabilised things and we looked a lot more kind of composed uh, with Beaton in there. We're going to talk about Beaton later on, yeah. Which which helped. Um, so that that I think was a big influence and then, you know, we, we managed to kick on and, and get the other goals, which is good. Um I, I don't know, I, I just kind of feel as if Celtic can be, we can be kind of funny that way where we don't play fantastic football for a full 90 minutes, very few teams do to be to be fair and Hearts there was a lot of kind of expectation that Hearts were going to come and do something especially after the break, the majority of them, their players having the, the time to kind of rest and, and be ready for the game but it didn't, Celtic 3-1 I would say maybe to a certain degree flattered us a wee bit, but Hearts, to be fair, they didn't really, in the end, have many clear-cut chances that you would say. I think Hearts would be disappointed that they didn't play as well as what they could have. Yeah, interesting points. Uh, Kieran, you were at the game yourself. Uh, What did you take from it? Um, Was there any sort of interesting individual performances? or what? what Uh, Well, individual performance, I thought it was quite a good sight to see a kind of return of uh, Johansson. Um, I know you're going to say that. I that's thought right. he was. He played a lot better. I thought he, his tackling was superb. I mean, in the first half, I think every tackle he won, and that was including tracking back tackling as well. Um, Something I know you love, tracking back tackling. Um, he seemed to, there didn't be any kind of petulance, and he kind of seemed. And then, as when obviously Rodgers went off and Baton came on, he was pushed forward a little bit. And as he pushed forward, he was still involved in the game, and he was still kind of helping the team and creating chances. So. Um, from what I heard, I, think, I don't know. I don't know if it carried it in the Dundee game. Definitely carried it in the Motherwell game. Um, so hopefully that's now Johansson. Kind of, we're going to start seeing the kind of Johansson we had last year, who we all kind of adored. And yeah, I mean, we always I, loved. I, I agree with you. I think I think he was really good. Were you impressed with Hearts, Kieran? Yeah, I think the Hearts are a very very organised team. Um, 
I think, from what I remember, I'm pretty sure they did cause our defence a few problems. Not by not ultimately creating chances, but just their kind of movement. Because um, I think some parts of the first half we were a bit, a bit ropey. I mean, it was a great finish for the Hearts, um, the Hearts boy, but the defender was shocking. Sviachenko was totally wrong side of him. You can, under, well. I mean, you can put it down to the fact that oh, he's been up all night with his wife giving birth and all that and labour and stuff. And I think that's been very kind, Kieran. <laughs> but. Um, his kind of positioning for the goal was all wrong. He was kind of, although goal side, but it was for them, so the guy could kind of brush him off quite easily and, and get the ball and turn and, and have a, the, the shot. Um, but as I said, happened on the kind of the team. It was good. Like we've all said, the character was there for once. We're not, we're not seeing that for a long time. Where actually going to go behind and being able to come back and win the game. Yeah. Um. Seen, I mean, thought, as we were going to the Motherwell game, it was. You go when we see we go lose a goal, either go behind the goal or level. We just seem to panic. We seem to almost almost like a self destruction button kind of starts kicking in. Um, and thankfully we avoided that against Hearts. Because um, if we hadn't, then fuck. Um, it, you know you make you make the point about Sviachenko. Uh, well, there's been some question marks about him. Um, Louis looks like he's got something to say. Uh, with that goal, I, I agree. Could have done better. I also think Boyata. Could have done better. Um, the defence as a whole could have done better. You, you're pick, you pick your fault. You go, you go. Uh, me first. Um, one thing I would say, though, I think I, I quite like the the way that Robbie Nielsen set up with the three five two, and he was clearly trying to. His tactics were clearly to counteract what we were doing. Sometimes, a lot of the time, you see teams that they play pretty much the same way every game, and I thought it was quite good to see. In a way, how flexible he was as a ma- as a manager and as a coach that he set up and and at the start of the game it looked as if it was working. And certainly when they and they went a goal up, I do think Celtic dominated because they dominated possession, but we were still tr- struggling to really get create clear cut chances in the final third. And I think a lot of that was to do with that system. But then it was the individual kind of brilliance of Roberts made them have to change second half and that's where they lost their way a bit but I have said before I, I think he would be a shout for the next a future Celtic manager interesting points uh, I know that I know we've mentioned this before about his uh, massive I know that you're a fan obviously and we all are um, Serie A um, and he went and he trained a lot with um, a lot of different coaches and saw a lot of different techniques what was your point Chris? Just um, going back in terms of Hearts um, performance in the first half I thought they, they kind of bullied us in midfield. Just been close it. enough. Aye, closer. Sorry, closer. I was rubbing my eyes. I couldn't see the signal. Yeah, you couldn't. That you were saying. You're still not close enough. Am I close enough? You're too close. Right. That, that, there we go. Lovely. Perfect. I thought that in the first half that they, they kind of bullied us a bit. Um, their intensity, physicalness was were, kind of meant that we could kind of get bullied off the ball to an extent. The withdrawal of Rogic um, for his injury and bringing on Beaton really changed that in the second half. I thought in the second half they didn't really pose as many problems. Certainly in the first half we looked as if we had a game in our hands, but that change I thought really settled it for us. Going on to Sviachenko and, and Boyata, I've been impressed with Sviachenko overall. Um, I think people are being a wee bit overly critical of him. In terms of how uh, solid their defensive partnership just now is, in the last few weeks, I think that he's, you know, there's, it's been more settled than it has all season. Yeah. I think that's largely down to him. He's not as fast as maybe we would like him to be. There are some weak points to his game. Sometimes he gets caught on the wrong side. But overall, he's a massive improvement in where we've been. 
uh, and I, hopefully next season we'll get him and Ozo fit and get a run together and see what they can do. Get it started. I'll, I'll see Ozo. No. Well, that's something out for the rest of the season. I'd be surprised if we see much of him next season either. A broken f- uh, bone in his f- his knee? Is that. Am I making that up? That's what I, was it not his foot? No, I think it's in his knee. knee. Oh. Um, Something on WhatsApp that called to question the medical. That there was actually an issue with the medical you had. Yeah, there's was not there's r- rumours rumours going around the Twitter sphere that um, he failed the medical. Have you heard that as well, Samani? Didn't you? Yes. So I mean, we can't confirm or deny it. We we don't know for sure. These are just rumours, and you know, rumours can be vicious. You know, we could. You don't want to start doubting this guy with you know basic baseless rumours. You know what was the game? Was it was it Hearts at Parkhead? Before he get injured, and he get, I can't remember who he played. Now he get absolutely skinned alive um, a couple of times. Um, it doesn't matter, but he was. See, looking back, he was clearly injured in that game. Yeah, and I think people are overly negative about our defence and our defenders. I think the problem we've had is it's been all over the place. I'll, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you. I think the, I, I agree with you. I think people are really quick. Not just Celtic fans. I think football fans in general, mm. centre halves and strikers. You know, concede a goal, terrible. Don't score a goal, terrible. I mean, how many Celtic goal? Ga- I know, I, I know it, right? Shifty, right? Like him or love him, doesn't matter. Guy was never given a chance. Was he good enough for Celtic? Probably not, right? No. But he no. wasn't given a chance. No. Skepovic, you need to shut the. F- you need. He was given to- the first six games in Europe. He wasn't. How did you rate his performances in the first six games? He in did Europe? start every game in Europe for a start. Pretty much, he did. Well, do, you, do you want me to pull up the stats? Okay, let's pull up the stats. I'll pull, I'll pull up the stats um, when we're talking about something else, right? But, so you forget. Um, <laughs> no, but the point is, um, we've had so many strikers, and don't get me wrong, a lot of them haven't been good enough, but a lot of them haven't been given an opportunity. Anyway, that that's a discussion for another time. Uh, Celtic, after that really good performance where we were all on a high, we were buoyed by a really um, impressive uh, character-driven performance, um, Celtic go to Dundee and they draw. Uh, nil now. Um, I didn't see the game myself. Did you see it, Chris? Yes. Um, what are your thoughts on the game? Um, people are, I mean, we were mentioning Robbie Nielsen there and how some folk are a fan of him. I think Paul Hartley showed again um, about a tactical new, noose, whatever you call it. To top six. Top six, yep. The performance kind of mirrored the one that they had at Celtic Park a month or so ago. Yeah. The basically isolate Griffiths and um, contain anything, any threat we've got from the wings. Doubled up on Roberts again, which made it nigh on impossible for him to display his undoubted genius. Uh, and when it comes to that, when, the, when they're so well regimented at the back, we completely and utterly struggle to do anything to break them down. Um, it was one of those games where for quite long... I mean, Johansson hit the post. I think we had a couple of chances in the first half. Um, I think we were unlucky maybe not to get a goal in the first half in the second half though you just seen it all over again there was no way we were going to break them down there was no invention to our play it just looked lethargic again um, really disappointing after the Hearts performance which we most of us would have considered to be the harder game Yeah. Um, Celtic, but, Celtic have not failed to score uh, basically it was only the second time in 23 matches that Celtic have failed to score um, and the other time was against Dundee, Parkhead. Well, so Hartley clearly doesn't know what he's doing. Got his tactics spot on, I thought. Um, it was frustrating. Um, but no, is, it, is, it, is this more of a is it more of a bigger issue 
as opposed to just this one game in terms of something Keanu Kiernan we've all kind of mentioned about teams sitting in. Are, yeah, are, are, we, are we too predictable now? Well, that, that, that is half the problem because teams are going to sit in against us. This isn't a new thing. We, yeah. we know that they're going to do this. They've always done it. Mention, they've always done it. I've mentioned it several times. We lack that bit of guile to unlock the defence. Now, I'm talking, Roberts, um, obviously I'm a fan. He um, is able to do that and, and he's done it a number of times so far this season. Rogic. Rogic. Kamarnock, you know. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. He's he's got that touch of class. Obviously, he wasn't fit for that game. Yeah, that's right. If, if we're relying on overly reliant on one player, which we have been this season with Griffiths, Roberts coming in recently, Rogic to an extent, although I don't think think his goal against Kilmarnock kind of woke a lot of people up to him, uh, what, what he can do. I think if we've only got one player and we rely on them, then it is predictable. See, if we had all three players, all three that I mentioned, they're ticking, we might be less predictable, we might be able to do more things. But if a team's well regimented, spots who the danger man are, isolates them, then we don't really know what to do. Um, what did you take from that, Louis? I mean, obviously you didn't see the game yourself. Um, what did you take from the nil-nil after the performance on Hearts? Did was it? Were you surprised? Because I heard the result. I was down in London to get the chance to see the game. I heard the result, and I wasn't particularly dis- um, surprised, disappointed, obviously, but not. You know, it's no, no. I've, I've, I think probably Dundee are the the team other than Celtic and and the SPL that I have seen the most of this season. Um, and I've I've really enjoyed watching them. I put them on my coupon pretty much every week as well, um, because they seem to have developed into Paul Hartley. Is obviously he's he's been the man behind it, but he's developed a really good, capable team in Dundee. Um, the likes of Kane Hemmings playing so well, um, and quite a few others. That I'm I'm not surprised that it that we found it so difficult I thought it would be a difficult game especially away uh, where you don't have as much space on the pitch and, and you know that you're going to be closed down and and te- teams although you're still away they are going to sit in and, and do what they can to, to to take some points so I wasn't shocked I was more disappointed in the fact of you know you're coming off of that Hearts result Boyd, excited, happy, Boyd, moving forward. Every, everything, you know, uh, with, with kind of Aberdeen recently and, and them kind of trying to put in this challenge and things and they just think, come on, let, let's build up some momentum and, and, and really kind of go the rest of the season, you know, unbeaten. Because a lot of the time, we've, he- we've heard it a lot um, since the turn of the year, players will come out every week after a good result and say, you know, the aim is to go the rest of the season unbeaten, and they keep. It's been mentioned a few times. Seeing last year, <laughs> you'd have to be really, really confident of doing it and playing really, really well with a lot of momentum behind you to make a statement like that. Because we seem to make it, and then it doesn't happen. Yeah, stop making um, statements. Stop, exactly, exactly. Um, but no, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised it turned out the way it was. It's just frustrating. It's it's another another blip, if you like. Momentum in, in football and in league, and when you're going for a league, is just so important. And yeah. again, we've not been able to continue it. Um, Kieran, the uh, we were just one player out from having the same team um, against Hearts and then against Dundee. That player was Rogic. Uh, I mean, how it was? How, it was forced. It was forced. I mean, it's the whole, that thing coming out of his head was massive. Yeah, that's fine. 
<laughs> Sorry, go on, Chris. Um, it was a it was a false change, so we've been interested to see if we would have actually kept it the exact same, the exact same eleven, or whether we would have tweaked it and took Rodic out and put Johansson bit on. Um, but anyway, I think as well, the Motherwell game was not the same. Uh, well, Motherwell game. I'll just check. Well, do you know what we can? I think it was the same. Going to the Motherwell. Well, it was the same again because Johansson. It was. A, it was a kind there, of what finished. There were only six players that started all three games. Those players were Gordon, Lustig, Boyata, Tierney, Brown, and Griffiths. And there was changes. No, Johansson started all of them. No, uh, all Hearts three. Game. Can, can we also? Can, started all three. Did not? Can you write down in your list? Can I start against Dundee. Scott Brown. Yes. Okay. Robert, sorry, it's crap. Oh. We can discuss that. Yeah. Scott Brown, just a wee note here, just for later on, is we're looking at a C, we're looking at an R, we're looking at an A, and we're looking at a P, we're underlining it twice. Yeah, okay. sorry, um, seven seven players, if you include uh, Roberts as well, sorry. So seven players, and then there was some changes, where obviously Rogic and Mackay Stephen played one of the games, didn't play, Kazim Richards came in, Johansson. Um, let's kind of, as we say, uh, you know, the uh, Louis sums it up nicely. That Dundee game, let's just put it as a blip. Kieran, the Motherwell game on Saturday there. Uh, Celtic ran out two one winners. Um, thoughts? Um, through it, first half, I thought it was very good. I thought we were very controlling of the game. Um, for once, we were actually having lots of shots. I think there was a, there was a fair high kind of stat ratio. Oh, stat. Shots. Oh, stat. Um, but dropped the bomb. They've always, everyone goes like, oh, the keeper had a great time and all that, but to be fair, the majority of them are all going straight at him, so if he didn't yep, save them. Agree. The interesting point was, all the saves he was making, he was kind of palming them out. Yeah, I thought he was making he bad saves. Yeah. But then when you see him actually try to catch one, you see what happens, so you can understand maybe why he wasn't catching them. Um, but, once again, so, we've got the goal, we're controlling the game, and then, bang, we lose a goal, and for some reason, the, the arse falls out of, her, out of us, and then we start kind of panicking and the, fl- the, the flow isn't going as well as it should be the, the concentration is gone the possession is gone and then you're kind of panic stations and then if it wasn't for that flip with the keeper that would have been another draw we, I don't think we would have won that game again however from going from such a control and a dominating start to the game pretty much the first half and the second half and the fact that we could it's just uh, I just don't know what it is I just don't know it's just again then you can't call the character now you've had it for the Hearts game where the character was fantastic coming back from a goal down then you get two games later and it seems if the character goes and disappears it's just like it's like a kind of up and down roller coaster you just cannot keep a, a level of character and uh, consistency consistency from, from the team and it, it is, kinda, it is really, really worrying to us yeah. I agreed I thought Griffiths was the reason why we struggled a bit I thought for a guy that scored two, both goals he looked as if he was running in fumes yeah. he had the penalty miss the amount of times he had you know Tierney a couple of times played the ball straight on his left foot it wasn't even as if it was on his weak foot and he miss hit the ball um Confidence looks short. I, I just think he looks jaded because we've relied on him so much this season. You can understand why he's look, why he's looking jaded. I'm not, I I I understand. I understand why. Obviously, I, I pointed it out earlier on. We've relied so heavily on him for 37 goals. You cannot cannot criticise him for his contribution this season. But the Griffiths of you know Christmas period when he was bang on form would have maybe got four or five on Saturday. That was his first uh, goal in, I think, three games, three or four games. Um, he'd obviously, and again, it, as you say, he's rattled him in. We had th- 23 shots 
Um, 13 of them on target. That's a, it's not a bad ratio on an away game. 56% uh, possession. Um, Louis, you're taking it? You're taking the game? Um, frustrating. Uh, I was over in Ireland watching it uh, and the hills of Donegal which was fantastic it's a lovely area um, it's a lovely part of the country my whole family are from there it's terrific it is terrific um, and uh, before the game I put on Lee Griffiths anytime uh, Celtic 3-1 and he fluffed a penalty to scupper me for 40 quid 40 sheets 40 sheets 40 notes 40, notes. 40 queen's heads I mean it's not it's not life changing money it's not the it's end of the world money. you know I mean you, you live to it would have been a nice lift aye so like, yeah, odds may have been a bit better. Would have been a nice lift, like Stuart Armstrong's hair, for example. Exactly, but we'll, we'll, we'll exactly. get to that in a moment. But um, no, the game itself, I thought first half Celtic were great. Um, I thought we played some lovely stuff first half. Um, that was probably the first time where I've actually had a chance, uh, like the first opportunity to really watch Roberts, and I was really impressed with him. To be fair, his feet are just. His feet are so quick. He seem and he seems to, as you said earlier, he seems to be intelligent enough to know. Not, I, I know what you're saying about you know he doesn't always try and dribble past people and he will play a simple pass when he has to. But even when he's squaring people up, even if there's two of them coming onto him, he seems to be able to figure out a way of getting getting through them. Um, which is can, can I just jump in for a second? So Manny's there sitting like, see, I told you, I told you, I know. You, you, mate, you know what I mean? You chose to pick the wee guy who'd once been bought for twelve million quid ahead of Chasm Richards as your buy of the season. <laughs> <laughs> so you is that your lot? Is that your lock of the week? Shifty, right? Shut so up, right? He's good. I like him. He's, man, a, he's, right? he's a nice guy. He's a nice. No, that's Carlton Cole. Oh, shit, that's nice Carlton Cole. That's a really nice guy. Um, sorry, um, aye, so. He he was obviously very good. Griffiths very frustrating, um, as I've as I've said. Um, I, I, I want to come to Kieran for for a second. Kieran Colin Chasm Richards thoughts. Oh no, I thought you had already. Sorry, go on. Finished. Okay, what was your next word, Colin Chasm Richards? No, it was Scott <laughs> Bloody Brown. No, we'll oh, get to. It. Hey, I've written it what, down. Scott. What we're going to get to. C O T T B R O W N. I thought I could bring it up. C R A P underline underline. That's for you. Don't you worry about that. Right, move on. Keenan, Colin Chasm Richards. Rotten. Really? I thought as well. I was going to say as well. I thought the whole the lineup. I think was a bit a bit wrong because he had Colin Chasm Richards and he seemed. Initially, it looked like a four. It looked like a four-three. It was a four-three-three. Three. However, Kazin Richards was never once on the left-hand side. He was always in the middle next to Griffiths, so that left Tierney isolated so much, and he was always doubled up. But uh, full marks to the wee lad because he did fantastically well, even with him being double marked. Um, so it was kind of a bit of an imbalance to the team because it was a bit more towards the right because everything was going down Roberts because he was doing so well. So I can understand maybe why. Uh, Richards was kind of constant in the middle because well, it was always on the other side, so he was kind of coming across. But there was times when the ball went out to the left, and just no one was out there to support him. Yeah. Um, as the game wore on, I thought as well. I thought the game was actually ideal for Rodic because at certain points you could see where oh, Motherwell were pushing forward that much. There was just a huge big gap in between their defence and the midfield, and I think Rodic in there would have been absolutely fantastic at exposing that and probably creating more chances and maybe even having uh, shots on target because it wasn't quite. Malone didn't quite sit in as much as you'd expect. They did actually kind of try and go at us, so there was some spaces. Um, and I think if we had a bit more of where we had the two two wide men with the striker, it might have worked out better than Richards kind of getting lost. But I'm not a fan of Richards, I just don't really know. 
I'll, I'll make a point. I'll, I'll make a, a, a point. Um, Colin Chasm Richards. I don't think he's good enough for Celtic. Never been a fan of him. Never rated him. But I thought he played well. The, the, he played well as well. The, the, mm. the, the thing about him is he's very, very frustrating because at times he can't do simple passes. I mean, he literally with his back to the. What you're looking for is you're looking for a target man to have his back to goal, pushing back on the thingy, bringing people into play, making the pass. Sometimes he looks like he can't even pass. And that wasn't his role. Well, the game because he wasn't really playing as a striker, he was playing as a winger. Well, exactly, we don't really fucking know what his role was, but I thought he played well, I thought he came out of an early funk pretty well, held the ball up at times, had a couple of good shots, um, he still shouldn't be anywhere near the first team, for me personally, and he'll probably get sent off on Sunday if he does start, but we'll come to that. Um, but yeah, so you, you, Kieran didn't think he did very good, there was a lot of criticism on, on, on Twitter, Louis, you thought he did a, a decent game? I thought he played well, I thought it was best, his best game for Celtic. Um, not particularly hard considering he barely scored against East Colbride. Well, true, but... Um, <laughs> they all count. They all count, no, that's no, true. I, I, I thought he played well, I, I think it's... Okay, you, you kind of debate what his actual role was, but I think whatever his role was, he, I think he done well to link up play, he did link up with, with, a, few, with a few people quite well at times um, and I, I don't think I've watched him sometimes and you do think he is absolutely awful but I, I genuinely did not think that after the Motherwell game the one thing I will say is it was a bit disappointing with the the goal for Motherwell and that uh, young Tierney got the kind of wrong side of the uh, the attacker and fluffed it wasn't Tierney's fault I'm with this. No, I, no, no, wait, wait. I, had, I know what you're going to say. I, people, I know what you're going to say. And I'm just saying it's not his fault, but... I know, but I, know, I, I think I know what you're going to say. He no. misjudged the ball, of course it's his fault. Charlie misjudged the ball, but... No, it was not his fault at all. It was, it was just the way... It was the way... It was the spin of the ball. The way they put the player hit the ball, it's so much spin that when it came round the side of Tierney and the, and the, the, the striker that was going round... It bounced and, and then went that way. It could have bounced any way. It's just because of the spin of the ball. You couldn't you couldn't really judge which way it was going to bounce. Well, so I, I think mean, he's trying to judge one way and it's going to total off the way. So I wouldn't put a lot of a lot of blame on Tierney. A lot of people were trying to. Um, it was just a unlucky break of the ball the, because of the spin on it. Aye, I, whether that was a mistake by him or, or just unfortunate, we, you can debate. But then Charlie Mulgrew sees a ball and tries to run and fetch it. And leaves the guy, <laughs> the, uh, Scott Brown, and the, the only was he not the only striker that they played, and they leave Scott Brown at the penalty spot and runs towards the ball, huh? Scott McDonald, you know what I mean, Scott McDonald. Uh, disappointing, but you know, hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen again at the weekend. Uh, Sir Manbot, mm-hmm. as we've decided to call you. Yeah. Uh, uh, any last? <laughs> you know, not not for it now. Uh, no, no, I'm down. But like, we're just down. Down with the kids. Um, I've got a note here. Um, just let me see. I've got my notepad out. Just having a wee look here. Got a few notes. Um, Scott Brown is crap. Um, maybe highlighted by this game. Not just this game. But this um, is a good. This let's is a good. Talk about the three games that we've played. Um, I think he's been hopelessly ineffective in all three of them. Um, I think. We've discussed this at periods over, you know, the last however long. Put the microphone a bit closer. Oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Perfect. You, it's just, you're really proud of the production value that you bring to this podcast. By telling you to put the... Yeah, I mean, you could, what you could do is you could edit my vo- my voice up if I want to keep it here. No, you can't. Clear. Okay. 
Are you gone, man? Get better equipment, you dick. Right. Anyway. <laughs> but inappropriate, but... Well, you know, you know, that's how I'm feeling. I, I like it, though. I like you went for the gut jugular. Right, go on, Scott Brown. Yeah, here we go. Scott Brown, yeah, we've, we've talked about it over the last few years or whatever. The the main strengths to his game, um, you know, it's his energy, it's the fact he can run about really well and that, you know, <laughs> and his commitment. <laughs> you know, but... His en- his engines, he's essentially his, his main attribute and always has been. Um, see if that's disappearing now. I know he's had periods where he's out injured and stuff, um, which is obviously a, one of the factors of why he's yeah appreciating yeah. And, and talent. He, he seems, from what we've heard as well, he's the sort of guy that will come back when he's not fully fit because he's he's so committed and that's all laudable. It's good that we've got a guy who's determined to play for us, but. If he doesn't have the same ability to get about the park of that energy, you're left with a technically deficient player. A guy who leaves gaps, um, who at times can't pass to a basic level. Yeah. Um, and I think what we're starting to see is Brown coming to a point in his career whereby he's offering his um, stamina and energy made up for some of his uh, his lack of attributes, his deficiencies. And I think we're seeing, if that's coming down, they're going to be exposed a bit more. I might be being hard on him, um, but I don't think so. I, I think his time at Celtic perhaps should be coming to an end. I think he's the sort of player it might be difficult for him to to leave, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, it, I think he's got an emotional bond with the club now. He does, he does, and I think a lot of players like that high, uh, a lot of fans, sorry, like that high energy style that he's got. But see if he can't do that, then there's not much point in him being in there. And I think he's a real weakness in our midfield just now. I, I, I agree with you, and I've actually noticed uh, via social media a lot more criticism of Scott Brown, which you know hadn't really been. You know, Scott Brown has pretty much been Celtic's golden boy, um, and I, I'm, I'm not, you know, criticizing. He's never been my cup of tea in terms of, you know, he's technically deficient, but I do admire him as a player in terms of uh, his determination and uh, what he gives. He does give a hundred percent, but there's a lot. There seems to be a lot of criticism, um, sort of um, coming through the Twitter sphere and social media. Myself personally, um, I think his time's up. I think his time's been up probably for a while, frankly. Um, it's going to be hard to say goodbye to him for a lot of players. Then again, you know, we're seeing this. This is just our judgment of what we've seen on the pitch. Maybe Ronnie sees something else because he sees something else with a lot of players. And, uh, you know, if Ronnie's there next season, will Scott Brown be there? He's wearing the armband. That's going to keep him there for quite a while. I think he'll be on that. He'll be in the first 11 while Ronnie's here because he is the Celtic captain. You look at, you look at Commons. Commons was given a, an extension to his contract that wasn't really required. And it's seen more now that. The next year is going to be could be a bit of turmoil because he's. I mean, he's now sat on the bench the last three games and didn't even go off the bench. Yeah, he didn't got in a game, and he probably even, start he, Sunday, he doesn't even know. go off the bench to warm up or nothing. He actually you know, sits on the bench the whole game, so he's, mm. you just don't know how much that's how much of a detriment he's going to be having to the the squad and training and stuff because the fact that he's not getting game time now and he's not been getting he's not even get coming on as a sub when when games are needing turned like the Dundee game. He, he, might, he might think, do you know what? I'm better than Richards. I could turn that game. So you just wonder how much is going on now in the background between we call, with the management team and Commons and how much there could be a falling out could start to appear now. See, just to quickly point out no, that no, you said you. that he'll start on Sunday. That'll be really telling. See if Ronnie goes for the Dryden test. Charlie Mulgrew, Chris Mulgrew, Commons. Brown, aye. All these guys who've been there before, see if he goes for that again. Real black mark against him. Aye, right. Okay, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. Louis, you got a point to make on Brown. 
Yeah, just more or less what everybody else is saying. The thing that annoys me is 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 passing, is passing, is passing. It's, it's, uh, be, it's but it's became um, obviously bad. Yeah, like recently. Yeah. And uh, sadly, I think I've said it before, but I think he is going to turn into Celtic's kind of almost like the kind of Stephen Gerrard scenario, where he's he's such a big uh, kind of name at the club that we'll we'll keep him for longer that, than what we should. A bit of an albatross around our neck, in a way, into our detriment, and that the team won't be able to really develop while we're still clinging on to these guys like Mulgrew and, and Commons and Brown, who. Maybe let's say more so Commons and Brown, um, in that they've they've given great service and they deserve you know the kind of the fan devotion that they've got, but they are clearly coming to the end of their careers. Yeah. The one thing though with Brown is he has started uh, overseeing the youth players in terms of when they play games, he will be part of the coaching team. But he he want he's only thirty one. He'll probably want to play for another three years. I would imagine. I, I would imagine least. so. But he, if he moves to a different club to continue playing football, then he could he's come back. Not, he's he's not going to. He won't be doing that coaching side of it at Celtic. And if he has real aspirations of getting into the coaching thing, I would imagine it's going to have to be that he continues with Celtic to wherever that line is, wherever it's if it's next year or the year after, where he keeps playing, and then he's given a role at the club because I'd I. I would like for his sake to see him move on, go to like Hibs and, 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 and have a season or two, something like that back where you started. I think it would be good for him, it would be more akin to what he would want that respect from a playing point of view. But if he's got aspirations of moving on into coaching, then I think we're sadly going to see something of a shadow of the former player getting played because of his name rather than his ability. He's probably going to just mirror Lennon's career towards the end. Lennon kind of almost seen out a lot of his career with Celtic, went to Nottingham Forest to kind of just finish off. Yeah, I think he was only there for six months. I think. And then came back and joined Strachan's backroom staff. But I mean, and the, then that got him into the kind of whole backroom of the, the club. The difference with these guys is Scott um, Scott Brown's only thirty one. You know, Scott Brown isn't. Um, no, sorry, I, I apologise. Scott Brown's thirty. Scott Brown's thirty one in June the twenty fifth. The thing with Scott Brown is at thirty. Now again, we're only talking about you know our opinions, but maybe it's a, a kind of an opinion that's becoming a bit more popular um, for Celtic to move forward. I think maybe it might be time for for Scott Brown to move on because he's not he's he, he, in the in the Scottish Premier League Premiership. Sorry, he's looking like not the player he was. If he's struggling in the SPFL Europe, it's fucking out the window. Do you know what I mean, frankly, we, we can't have... So, we, he was always a guy who wasn't necessarily at a European level anyway. Not that a lot of our players are, but when the attributes that you had that put you... You know, you know, he's, I'm be, you know, Pirlo's better than me, obviously, but I might be a bit fitter than him, so, you know, maybe I can get the ball quicker. Or, you know, these sort of little things that maybe he had over the odd technically gifted midfielder that he won't have now. Going back to that... Pirlo was a bad example, by the way. <laughs> Give me that. He did take the ball off Pirlo once. Oh, did he? Yeah, no, I just made that up. But like, going back to that first podcast that we did in Bowd's bedroom, when Christian was there. Brian was there, remember him? Oh. <laughs> God. Oh, <laughs> <Shots> fired. There <laughs> we go, fired. Um, that first podcast, I think more than one of us mentioned, well, more, before Dyla had really started, what's, what's it going to be like? I think we said, you know, Scott Brown's days could be numbered at Celtic because he's technically deficient. Um, 
he's never struck. I mean, I know he's been important for Tyler, but he's never st- from the very start. He never struck me as the sort of player that would fit into the system that he wants to play. The fact that he has kind of speaks volumes about his influence and character around the club. But there comes a point whereby you're thinking, if maybe he's held back Dyla's vision, if you will. Yeah. No, I've came to the conclusion a long time ago that Dyla's vision isn't working and it won't work and I'm happy for him to go but I could also concede that having Scott Brown in there is prohibited to trying to implement that sort of style on the team Can I ask you a quick question to jump in if Dyla goes somewhere else would you be be surprised if he was successful? Depending where no I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised I think he's got some great ideas Do you think it's Celtic? Do you think the problem isn't necessarily Dyla it's Celtic as in there's something wrong with the club? No I think it's his character I think the expectation level at Celtic. See, if he went to a club that had a high expectation level, I don't think he would be successful. I think if he goes to a club slightly less, at a slightly lower level of expectation, I think he could he could be a real success. Some of the things I've read recently on social media and the forums is that the influence he's having on our youth setup from a very young age group all the way up is absolutely. Unbelievable! Yeah. Remember that tweet that was on the yeah, WhatsApp? Yeah, there was it was a um, a, a journalist. I'm um, sorry, a, someone who goes around and looks at all different um, academies. Um, he basically works. I don't know if he works for the English FA, but he tweeted that he thinks Celtic will win the European Cup within the next twenty years because the the, the way the setup of the the youth academy says it's phenomenal. It's right. unbelievable. He may have partaken in some recreational drugs <laughs> at that point because I'm. I'd be extremely surprised if we got to that level. But he, what he's seen, what he's seen, is clearly blown him away in terms of. And this is a guy who goes around all of the the sort of academies around the UK, mainly England. The the other thing I was going to say is you've we've also bought Ayer young yeah. boy. Now you would imagine with, with, with all the speculation, he got, he got he got diarrhea and had to come off. <laughs> oh, these things yeah, happen. Yeah, these things happen. Um, he happens at the gym and all that as well, doesn't it? Jimmy goes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you would imagine with all the speculation about Beaton, the Beaton is probably going to go, and we can talk about that maybe later. But Ayer, I think, would be your Beaton replacement. Henderson, for me, would be the Brown replacement. It's just whether if if we are really going to take Henderson back next year, he's going to have to play, and it's getting pretty pretty congested. You're losing a lot of experience and maturity there. Like that's changing, of, of that's a big, big step, and is any manager willing to take that plunge, especially when it comes to see, Europe? The, the, this is this is exactly the point I was going to say. That see if you take Europe out of the the equation, right? See if you just went, we're not interested in Europe for a few years because we're not going to qualify there, which I know isn't going to happen. We're going to develop the players exactly. So Henderson would be a, you'd be like, okay, let's see if we can he can he can become a main. But look at Young Tierney, yeah, but we can't. We can't rule out Europe. We can't forget it. No, we no, no. But look, young Tierney's done well in Europe. I'm not listen. I'm not saying it, it's the same for everybody. And it is you get but, the occasional but, diamond in the rough, and you can't put in eleven young boys and expect them to you know thing. I understand that there needs to be balance. But we're not replacing our captain. We didn't replace our captain with Tierney. Now I know I've just slated Scott Brown, <laughs> but he's still the club captain. To go right, Scott, park your arse on the bench and to put Liam Henderson, who hasn't. Set the header alight at Hibs. McGinn has, but one uh, was it young player of the year for Hibs. Did he? Uh, Henderson, yeah. 
fair enough. Every time I've seen him, he's impressed me. But McGinn's better. Well, well if, if if you were dialing in, if if you if you were if you were dialing at, like after what we've all said about his deficiencies and everything else about Scott Brown, what would you do? Do you just keep keep him in the squad because of he's got experience? I think I'd not by now if I was dialing. Yeah. So for next season, but would you put in Henderson in his place? No, I would sign Iniesta. Well. No, see the point is though. See that. See Scott Brown. He'll probably be injured again at some point. I mean, he's missed a lot. He, la, not yeah, last season. Yeah. He missed what four months. This season, he's missed what two months, three months. But this is injuries your, are stocking up, man. But this is your, and this is your your top earner at the club yeah. and someone who has got a huge amount of power and influence in the changing room with the other players. Are you just going to keep? You know, it gets to the point where you're keeping them for keeping them sick, and that's that's what I don't want us to get to. Oh no, I agree. They're having football, we need to get. I think. On, I think on we the need books that we we know aren't, aren't very good. We need to get away from the Chris Commons, Charlie Mulgrew, Scott Brown culture. Yes, that's what we need to get away from. Um, right. Okay. Do you know what we've talked about that enough? Who's going to allow me to do that? Would a couple allow me to do that? Well, if the club are going to allow him, if, if club, you know, the whole, I hate the phrase, full dialer, but if the club turn around and say, right, okay, do you know what, this season, we'll give, we, we've stuck with you this long. The, the, suppose, the thing is, though, Because you could get some money for Scott Brown. Almost, almost every player that we sign now, prob- with the exception of, say, uh, Colin Chasm Richards and, and someone like, like uh, Cole, everybody else we're signing is because we are determined to sign players that we will get sell-on value for. That we can develop and sell on for a higher price. The likes of Mulgrew, Commons, and and Brown, they were players of a previous strategy that was not the same. It, they th- those players were signed to have consistent consistency and longevity throughout many seasons. So they are the kind of dying embers of a previous strategy for the club. When they go, what happens? It'll be good. It'll be good to see. So you go back to that tweet you were talking about that about that guy. So basically, maybe we were maybe we're not seeing Dyla's work on the pitch. However, we are there is his work is embedded in the actual club. Yeah, like you're saying with the the whole academy part of it. Yeah, maybe we're just not seeing the, the proper Dyla yet because it's all embedded in I the th- academy first. And maybe he has actually implemented something that we're going to see come to fruition in three or four years' time that we think the last three years when Rangers haven't been like oh we've just wasted it. There's nothing that the kind of the levels kind of went down away, but in the long game, we're seeing that it's actually working in the background with the academy and the youth teams that we may see the benefits yeah. and reap the rewards of it in three or four years' time. I think that's Christian's point. Christian's point is, um, you know, f- two or three years' time we'll see the thing. Do you know what we will? But we don't have that bloody time. All right, I'm looking at my watch here. I'm doing a funny thing. Oh, that's how many left. Okay, we've got lots of questions. Um, Chris Lynch. Um, at Chris Lynch 2601 um, he asks about the starting 11 on Sunday but we'll get to that um, he asks another question as well um, who should be on penalties from now on Kieran Haran, I'm coming to you well see to be perfectly honest you can't really give it to one person because the chops and changing so much I think the only one that's probably there I don't know maybe Bitton Bitton always plays and he's quite a cultured foot I'd like to think that he would probably have it Sir Manbot His foot goes to the theatre It's very cultured Jesus That was bad wasn't it Anyway Who should hit them Not Griffiths Right because See in terms of Consistent penalty takers He's uh, missed four <laughs> He's missed Woeful Yeah Well and exactly It really was 
absolutely pathetic. The only guy at the club who's got an almost perfect uh, penalty record is Chris Commons. But he doesn't play, and you're not going to play him in case we get a penalty. Don't play American football where you can bring the penalty taker on. That'd yeah. be great, though. That'd back. be really good. <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. I would just, I would personally pick uh, Patrick Roberts. <laughs> Fuck off. Because uh, yeah, he's terrific. He's he's some clubs not have it, whoever wins it takes it at times. I think, I think the, 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 penalty, <laughs> the penalty takers <laughs> usually assigned by the manager in the dressing room or they, only, they decide on their own. Um, I think we should, uh, do you know who should take the penalties? Whoever's confident enough to take a penalty, yeah, like I think it comes down to thinking, "Have I just ruined your?" I, no, I would stick with Griffiths. I would, I would, I would stick with him. Um, yes, obviously he's he's missed four penalties, right? <laughs> okay, not great. That's a lot, man. Is, <laughs> that's not. Is, that's not one. That, that, not how many? You know, you're, you're also <sighs> you're also going to tamper with five. his confidence if you pull him off of them at this point in the season. I think he'd be um, relieved. I think he accepted that when he was interviewed that he was giving up. No, I, I think, think he would he be relieved. I would, I would, uh, no, he's, he he wants to score as many goals. He's a greedy striker in terms of wanting to score goals. I, I don't believe Well, he did, he did say he doesn't look confident I, when he runs he, up. I would, I would stick, Griffiths would be my number one, and if it wasn't Griffiths, I'd go Stefan Johansson. Right. There you go. Um, that, that actually comes into the next question. Stephen Hughes at Stephen Hughes. Didn't like him. We called him uh, Steph. Um, even in gents, do you agree Johansson's form is returning? I believe we alluded, Kieran alluded to that, and so many agreed. I think that he was. Yeah, we're starting to see signs. The Hearts game, especially. So long may it continue. Um, and if so, which yes, we agree on, Stephen. Um, we're going to come to Louis with this second part of the question. How do we accommodate Rogic and he? Do you like? Johansson Roger and he it's um, like an 80s synth band Roger and he sorry I do think that, I do think that is a bit of an issue I was trying to think about what my team would be for the uh, for the game of the weekend um, and I think you've got to include in a Celtic team right now you've got to include Beaton Brown and Johansson Brown obviously being the one that I would probably in my ideal world I would probably replace go, but Probably better next year when you've got someone like maybe Henderson coming in, but um, that is a difficulty because the thing is Johansson is so good at pressing high up the pitch. Um, I don't think he's back to his create the creativity that he showed last year, um, which which got him player of the season and and really set him a cut above everybody else um, because he could do the pressing, he could do the kind of harrying of the ball, but he could also then once he got it, he could he could do something magical. So if uh, until he gets back to that form, you're kind of doing without a number ten that creative spark in the middle of the pitch, which does worry me. Um, you can't put all three players in and put in Rodrick or Commons or Allen or, you know, any any of these real creative players. It's it's a difficult balancing act. I think if you're not going to put, say, Rodrick in to have that creativity in the middle of the park, then you have to make sure you've got it in the wide areas, which obviously Robert's been there. That's what he gives you. Um, so... You know, if it was if it was up to me, maybe you put Johansson beat on 
and then you've, you you take Brown out of it and you've got that space to put in someone it's like Rodrigo. Rodrigo. But you're not going to get all four of them on the pitch at one time. Um, Derek at the Boy Moz, he tweets um, actually the same sort of question. After Lee's uh, last few efforts, is it time to change the penalty taker? Who would we... Um, who would, who would be next up to take a crack at it? Then at Clin Mick MC Roberts. That's what he said. He said Roberts should take the penalties. Did he? Aye, good man. Um, Ginty, glad it's back. Uh, glad it's back to business. Are the rumours of an altercation on the ninety minutes in Santa Ponza training camp true? So Manny doesn't have that black eye for nothing. Um, like moving on. Did I miss something? <laughs> I'm just making a joke. It's like because because. Because we didn't... Right, okay. Um, so, Lyle Davidson, at Lyle Davidson FJ. Um, this is for Sir Manbot. Um, opinions on Mulgrew's contribution and whether or not he has shown he deserves a contract after tightening up the defence. I mean, this podcast has made its feelings on Mulgrew perfectly clear over the last three years or whatever. But you can't really say he's been anything other than steady. The guy we've always said if you're going to play him, you play him at domestic level at centre half. Now, on I still think he looks poor at centre half. Well, I, I don't think he's but he's steady enough, right? I, I don't want him at the club. I don't want to give him a new contract. I don't want him. I don't even want him as this versatile utility player because I think he's appalling in midfield and he's appalling at fullback. So I think you can get a better backup centre half, but I can't really criticise him hugely. See if he's just. The ball's in the air and he's clearing that he's doing that, that's fine. See if you've got somebody running at him on the deck, he's Stopped. all over the show. Yeah. But in terms of him coming back, I don't think he's been particularly bad. Good point. Do you want to make a point on that, Louis? Or? I was just going to say, is is Mulgrew the only left-sided centre-back? No, Yozo. Yozo? Well, Yozo's not here. But the... What's his name? The other boy? Sviachenko. Sviachenko. And Boyata are both right for it, aren't they? Not, yeah, mean, not, much. not, not that it, it matters too much, but he, at least then you know you've got an obvious left-sided, right-sided centre half. So you're looking for balance again, yeah? Yeah, balance. But I agree with Samani. He, it's he's made quite a. F- quite a few kind of errors and if players are running at him you know he's obviously going to struggle he made an error for the goal for me he made an error for the goal with the weekend see for, for me um, Shinny does everything that Mulgrew does and he just does it better um, he can play left back he can play midfield he can play centre half left sided the point is we missed a trick with Shinny because mm-hmm. he's a better player and he would have replaced Mulgrew but you have them you love them um, that wasn't even a thing um, as a goodie fanboy at Cameron Simpson um, I'd rather win 1-0 and Kieran Tierney gets the winner than humiliate them 5 or 6-0 on Sunday do you guys agree? well we'll get to that we'll, we'll, we'll think about because we're going to obviously cover the, the Scottish Cup semi-final a lot of bemused looks uh, they're out for blood <laughs> clearly um, I put out a tweet earlier on and it was about should we cash in um, with rumours that Bitton could be leaving should we cash in on him uh, a lot of people want to cash in on him. Kieran, look at the disgust. Abs- it's not the disgust. Like, what's happening at the end of the weekend? It's an old firm game. No, it's the just de- the whole room. He's just signed a contract extension for the next four years. He's he's openly come out in an interview with Israel, when he was, uh, a magazine or TV with Israel, when he was in international, saying 
Yes, I have aspirations to go to England. I will be going to England. However, I'm not going to go and sign for any mediocre team at the bottom, bottom relegation or mid-table. He's get the, he thinks he's got the aspirations to get to a big club. We've gone for four years. He's not going to go anywhere. It's just the rumour mill that are just trying to upset the players and upset the fans before the old firm game kicks in. Uh, all I'm saying is, calm down, freight train, right? But it's not happening. That's his new nickname, freight train, right? Um, no, it's not. <laughs> um, but if I'm, what I'm saying is, summertime comes, would you cash in on him if you get a £10 million offer? Yes or no? Of course I would. There I'd you go, lovely stuff. <laughs> Terrific. Um, I don't know, it could. Could it be on the cards a, a move? Um, I, I I mean he's our most saleable asset probably. Um, would you think we'd miss him that much? No, no that's the thing. I mean, when Forster went, there was a big hole to fill. Gordon's done well enough. Don't think he's as good. When Van Dyke went, it was a big hole. We've struggled with that. Sviacek potentially could step into that. Yeah, but it, we, we struggled. Um, when Yama as well. We've never he's replaced. the one that we've never replaced. Would we be able to replace Beaton? I don't think our squad would be hugely um, at detriment if he left. I think he's a good player. Yeah. But he's not the player. See if you... Um, say on Sunday, right, which is... There's a cup semi-final, as you know. If he wasn't in the starting eleven, I don't think people... Everybody would be up in arms about it. You know, he's not the... One player that if he's missing for the start in the living, you go, oh, oh shit. shit. If Lee shit. Griffiths wasn't there, you'd be like, oh shit. Who's going to score? Yeah. yeah. That's not the case with Beton. If we get £10 million for him, away you go. Aye. I think, in saying that, he might be a bit like Key. I think he might, you know, prosper a wee bit if he went to the, the Premier League, just in terms of his style and, his you know, techniques, excellent. Techniques. So, I don't think Beton's a bad player. I think he's a good player, but I don't think we would miss him hugely. Um, David uh, at Jack Ta- Jock Tamson eighty nine. Bitton technically our best player, but Johansson's performances lately have been good and starting to look back to his best. We agree. Uh, Mark Graham at Mark Liam Graham, one of our few sellable assets left, and easily one of, if not our best player, would try and hang on to him least for at least another season. Kieran and Mark, best pals. Um, Paul Moody. Um, at Sword of Reason tweets quite a lot thanks Paul um, I, I'd take it he's off anyway 10 million fucking bite their hand off fair do um, here we go good stuff um, John Murphy at the John Murphy John Murphy's a good guy aye strong aye strong good guy good fella um, I'd rather sell Bitton than Tierney but ideally keep them both we're not going to attract a decent manager if we sell our quality ooh there you go thoughts on that Louis? Uh, yeah, true, but I don't think I think we're going to go for a, a up and coming manager. But whenever we do change, it will be someone like maybe the, of the level of Paul Hartley and, and Robbie Nielsen, these types of players, uh, uh, these types of managers. It's not going to be somebody like Davy Moyes. I can't, I can't see it. Paul Moody asks. Um, he asks uh, Kieran. Uh, Blessed Saint Martin is director of football. Um, maybe. Yeah, happy with that. Would you? Would that be something that would interest you? A buffer between the hierarchy and the actual coaching. I don't know. I mean, just sometimes the coaches do do get on well. Um, I know Len. I don't know if it's a difference because it was Len. He got on quite well with Low. Um, you don't ever hear that. I mean, there must be a good relationship between Dial and Low anyway because he's not sacked him. Yeah. I mean, fair days we've been getting our trophies, but obviously performances in Europe has been kind of pretty poor. 
if there wasn't that good, that good of a relationship between two of them, then I'd, I'd assume he'd be out in, his, out in his ear before... Out in his ear. Out in his ear. Out in his ear before... Um, possibly before uh, now. Um, but they must have a relationship. They must have a... Law must be buying into Tyler's kind of philosophy and the way he wants things to run. And like we said, if we're talking about the way the academy's going, that's... A, a, a good enough reason maybe for Lowell's thinking because he's thinking more in the future as well he, again he might be thinking of pound signs he might be thinking of all these players that are getting brought through they're getting developed if they get put into, a, into the first team and they start shining then God, there'll be more saleable assets that, so that's maybe what Lowell's looking at yeah uh, Peter Hughes um, at Dundalk Celt uh, Chico Mulgrew football genius discuss great trolling there Peter um <laughs> Keep on trolling. Keep on trolling. Celtic Duck at David Hughes. He'd sell, he'd sell bit on in a heartbeat. Um, Buffalo Celtic at BFLO Celtic. Uh, time to cash in. He looks disinterested at times. He does. That's been frustrating this year, I think. Um, yep. Uh, uh, Derek at the Boy Moz. This was always going to be his last season. He's a good player, but don't think his heart's in it this year. Let's take the cash. Um, okay. Jack Lyons. Keep him until there's an adequate replacement in place. Hopefully, as year or year or whatever that part you got. Uh, John Murphy tweets back again. The list of players heading out the door this summer could be as long as ten. Wholesale changes are coming. Then he goes to name Ambrose, Mulgrew, Simunovic, Blackett, Forrest, Stokes, Skepovic, and Shifty are all prime candidates. I, see, I actually seen that earlier on, and when he put Simunovic, I thought, why? I mean, we paid good money for him. He's had a bad time of injuries okay that's could be his fault could be our fault if the medical thing's not true but he's 21 there's raw potential there yeah you'd need to give him at least a season another season to see if he's a player I agree I agree wee bit harsh wee bit harsh aye come on John calm it down you're not the biggest fan of John anymore you off him I'm sure John's great I, I just disagree with him okay um, Mark at least it's in real time because I noticed that Barrington's name's not on that because he's already out the door oh fuck we've not Sir Manny gutted Dirk well he came he saw he had a song <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what he did he had a song that's that's it do you not say he cost like £600,000 per game he played well he only played like three <laughs> games or something nobody say it Nobody say it. Great 20 minutes. <laughs> forever, forever known. Um, uh, who's your front three, Matt Rain? We're just about to get to that. Uh, Comiskey, 90. Should Mulgrew get a skinhead because he, does it because he doesn't deserve to have the hair? That's an excellent point. <laughs> be, be shaving off his best attribute. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just... He'll just be completely useless after that. Um, is Scott Allen and Ryan Christie Santa Claus and Easter Bunny? Um, why are Joy Division <laughs> so shite? Don't agree with that. Why are who? Joy Division so shite. Who said that? That's that Mick Comiskey. He's a good guy, come on. Hey, but Joy Division? I know Joy Division are amazing. I tweeted them back saying that's ridiculous. And then I said you'll have Michael Chapman to, to deal with because he's obsessed with Joy Division. Right. Um, Alright, anyway, that's a football podcast. Eh? Yeah, what's the best product you use for hair? <laughs> for keeping the boys' looks on great hair? Louis, that's at you, clearly. No, I actually did in the WhatsApp ask what product you use, Louis. I'd like to know. <laughs> I don't even know myself. My papa gave me it. He was trying to give me a... He'd he, he got them in a box. They were in a brown box. Is it, is it, is it like wax? Is pomade. It? Pomade. Pomade? Pomade. Pomade's good. American, Amer- American style product. I don't have any in my hair right now, but I just thought you, I'd show you. You don't fucking need it, man, um, to be honest with you. 
but yeah. I'll get you some. Louis, here's, a, qu- the market. here's yeah. a question for you, you, Louis, from Ryan Clark um, at Ryan uh, JC on Twitter. And this is something that Kieran, you've alluded to a few times. Um, is young Tierney in danger of burnout if he continues to play every match for his club and country? Um, well, I mean, he's still, obviously, he's still developing. I don't think he's going to play every game for Scotland. No way. Have you seen? He might. Is your man Robertson? Robertson's form. Robertson's form's up and down, especially with Scotland. But well, okay, well, okay. Surely Robertson, he's still going to be. Robertson can also play right back, so there's a chance they might play Robertson and at right back. Find Wall also comes straight in the team the minute they come back up. That's to another there. point. Okay. okay. I, I think though. I, I think we'll put it. God, I think Gordon Strachan would be. I, I think he wouldn't be stupid about it. I think he'd. Um, he'd be conscious conscious of the boys' development. Okay, but from a Celtic point of view, going into the next half of the season, would you be happy with Izagiri playing, you know, forty thirty percent of the games? No, not not that much. I think you give him. We could give him the odd rest, yeah. But to be fair, he's consistently played more or less since you know the the, the first. The first part of the season, or he didn't, he didn't start. Well, he did. Did he? He started the very first game actually, but um, Tierney did he not? The first game of the season, first he wasn't. He season. wasn't until like October, November. I'm sure. T- I'm sure Tierney played the first game of the season. Right. Well, I, I can check. But we can check. check. Yes, he was because he was late. Yes, he was. Then he was, then he was late Question back from. I wasn't. I was just confused. Was it the Gold Cup when Jules were in? Ah, yeah, that's right. He was yeah, late back from that. So we start, ah. that wasn't the start of his. Ah Canada yes, was, aye. one game he was. Um, but I, you can't really fault him. It's not as if he has, you know, he's he's looked patchy at times, or, or looks as if he's he's burning out. Um, I mean, he set up two goals at the weekend. Um, he also conceded some goals. As far as some goals. Um, no, I think you. I, I trust in young Tierney. We will be okay with the young man. He's the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> That's something um, I was talking to what, last week. Someone was. You talk about obviously Scott Brown and obviously the door and stuff like that, but he's having a positive kind of well, I don't know if you call it positive, but he's having a, a kind of um, a thing with on Tierney. A thing mate, he's having a thing mate. I think of the word. <laughs> not, not, not an attitude, but um, positive influence. But influence that was the word. Um, because I think was it somebody in the Scotland squad what noticed that when um, Tierney was there and he was doing obviously all the training and stuff like that. He would be him and Scott Brown would be the only guys out there just in shorts and t shirt, no matter what the weather was. So he seems as if the kind of whole mentality, there's a bit of a mentality that Scott Brown's got, he's kind of rubbed it off on Tierney. So um, Scott Brown's there's rubbing a, off on there's Tierney? A few other things. That's really interesting. Um, that Scott Brown's maybe <laughs> bring into the, bring into the team. Uh, no, it's a good point. You know, it's, it's a good point. Um, I personally would like another left back in because. Oh, as he's going? Partly. Good. He's going to go because obviously he's, he's not getting game time. He's, so he's, and he's just not very good. Ah, so it's going. So I think we're not looking for some sort of left back from West Ham or something. I thought we were linked to be a left back at West Ham. Not obviously. Oh, the wee guy who went from Hamilton. The wee guy who went from Hamilton and joined West Ham on a free transfer. That's exactly who we're going for. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, you if you go and buy a player, he's going to expect to play ahead of Tierney. Yeah, you won't buy. It. You won't actually buy a player. You'll get an R player in. Chris Armani, um, how the hell are you? Good. You're looking terrific. 
thank you. Um, co- you a couple of comments. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. A couple of comments about Paddy Roberts. Um, Paul at the Paul Carlin, who I met saw at the bus stop one time. Uh, Paddy Roberts here. Don't be fooled. That's he's nobody. He's Noddy from Biker Grove with a hairdryer. <laughs> Audio tumbleweed this. <laughs> I don't know, Paul, that's, it's not went down well. Who's Noddy from Biker Grove? Google it. No, Biker that was Grove. Jeff. That what, was Jeff. Biker Grove, that programme about Jordy's cutting about a youth centre. It's disgust. <laughs> Jesus, man. Paul. This Paul. hair's shit. Oh. What? This hair's awful. <laughs> Patrick Roberts' hair's awful. Je- Sir Manny is legitimately angry. Calm down. It's far, here, too big. it's far too big for his Oh, it is a bit. Oh, it is a wee bit. Hey. Patrick Roberts. Oh, Jesus. I'm getting up off my seat. Oh, aye. Very true. Oh, it's pretty. It's a shout. It's a shout. It's a, it's a, it's a middle shade. Wow. It's fine. Yep. You didn't break it. Right. Can you speak into the microphone? Facially or the hair? The hair. Have you listened? That's nothing. His hair it is, is buoyant. With a hairdryer blown right. back, that pull is up, what that is. Pull up Roberts now. Pull up oh, Roberts now. We're moving on because pull up that, now. you right. can check him on Patrick your phone. Wait till you see him, right? Watch. See, you're you're going to come onto the same page as me about Patrick Roberts very soon, guys. Okay? I'm a parole. We're all on your page. No, you're not. You're a couple <laughs> of pages back. You're probably a chapter back. Right? Next season when he's in full flow and that hair's bouncing, it's just flowing in the wind. You're going to know all about it. Sean Brennan tweeted that Stuart Armstrong's hair now surplus to requirements since the emergence of Paddy Roberts hair. <laughs> I replied to that. <laughs> Look at the joy in your face. Yes. You need to stop being an arsehole about Stuart Armstrong's hair. It's actually pretty good. Not as good as Patrick Roberts. Uh, Paul also asks, the Sevco spin machine is suffocating this week. I'm a wee bit worried they're going to beat us. What would happen then? But we'll get to that, right? Because we're, we're just about to move on. Um, okay, covered most of the questions. Thanks everyone for tweeting in. Genuinely appreciate it. Um, new call, Graham McKay um, at Pedestrians G. Um, check out the Pedestrians; are really good. Um, new contract for Chuck? No, 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 no. Sub question: Is he the second best centre back at the club? No, 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 no. Thanks, Graham. <laughs> Graham actually added his in his top podcasts of the year last year, so thanks. That was nice. Um, Ian Dugan at Ian Dugan, Cynic himself. Does the impending relegation of Dundee United Football Club and the strong chance that Hibs will Hibs it advance a case for league reconstruction? No. 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 Thanks, Ian. Um, I like this. This is good. <laughs> um, okay, and... Yeah, that's covered most of them. Uh, Brian Murray has uh, sent his usual mental questions. Um, with the level that the Ibrox Club are playing at, surely our best approach is go all, all guns blazing. We'll get to that. We'll get to that, Brian. You're reading them. I know, I am reading them. Um, JB, James and Jules. Seen as there's been a cynic holiday, big question. Lowell in and out, Sir Manny? In or out? Out. Ronnie Dyla in or out, Sir Manny? Out. So you don't think he has what it takes for the Champions League qualifiers next year? No, I don't. Same questions to Louis McCaffrey. Uh, for just now, double in. And does he have what it takes for 16-17 Champions League qualifiers? I don't know. 
was genuinely. Uh, Harpoon, Kieran, uh, the freight train, gone. Um, <laughs> was, it, was it freight train? I don't know. Well, uh, I'm just not, don't really see why it'd be out. Dialer, I think we're too late now to bring some a replacement in because if we bring a replacement in, they're not going to get a Champions League. So why don't we just give Ronnie one more chance at the Champions League and see what happens? Okay, great stuff. Um, you? Uh, I, uh, I take the fifth on this one. I'm not going to comment. Uh, yeah. Um, so the point I want to make is that today the SPL split fixtures were made. Um, we could win the we could win the league against Aberdeen all and and good if 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 we win our games. Um, so they need to win their games as well, don't they? Yeah, they need to win their games as well. Yeah. No, it's Hitchcock. No, no. Basically, they need to win their games, and we need to win our games. And if that happens, I because then I, yeah. I mean, it's eight points just now, but yeah, basically, the um, chance that Aberdeen going to win though. So Celtic have um, Ross County round thirty four on twenty uh, fourth of April. Um, then we have um, Hearts away, which is tough. It's a tough one, Chris. Yeah, tough one. <laughs> Right. Uh, then it's Aberdeen uh, at home, and what's the, what's going on? You're passing a finger out. Real Madrid are now two 0 up, so that's at level. Uh, Aguero's uh, missed a penalty it's for it's Man City. As well. Champions League, I know one little ball, but you stick it on. Well, we won't because it'll distract us. Um, right. Okay. So you know the um, you, you know you know the fixtures. Um, Chris, are you happy with the the, the fixtures getting Hearts out of the way quickly and then settling in Aberdeen for the third, third game? Um, yeah. I mean, is it just a matter of time now? <laughs> <laughs> no saying that, man. Um, but there, there's no reason why we shouldn't win the league now. Um, I think what's would be is the most decisive factor so far is Aberdeen's inability to capitalise on any mistakes we make. Is our, if we win the league, Touchwood, uh, is it more to do with Aberdeen's capitulation than our? Oh, that's that's the level they're at. I think. I mean, have they done well? I mean, are we are we expecting too much from, they've from done, them? They've done okay, but at any point. They are uh, when the chips have been down. You know, they've beat us twice this season, which is the difference from last season in terms of their metal, if you will. But we've dropped points on a number of occasions, and they've failed to capitalise on it. That's not League One in form. That's not the mentality that they can win you titles. But that's the level they're at. Do you know? What I mean, I can I'm not going to turn around and say we we've only won the league because you know they've given it to us. No, we've won it because we're the best team in the league. Yeah, we've not won it yet. But if we do, that's the reason why it will be. I don't think, I don't think they've thrown it away. I think we've won it because we've been more consistent. Uh, do you know it's now actually become more of a worry? I think Aberdeen are now going to be. Although they're they're kind of talking about oh they they've still got a title challenge, they actually now need to be careful to keep second place. Yeah, because if Hearts win their game tonight, there's six points of difference. And then they if play we them. beat Aberdeen, that's three points. Then Aberdeen beat Aberdeen and Hearts play each other. If Hearts were to be to to beat Aberdeen, that'd be level points. Yeah, I don't uh, know the goal difference, mind you, but I mean, that, that Aberdeen could all of a sudden now go from thinking they were going to possibly challenge the league to then finishing third towards the end of the season. But then it just shows you what a remarkable job Robin Nielsen's done with Hearts. Yeah, um, the fact that they're still they're still there, and the, the, the points gap between us and them just now is probably the closest I think Hearts have probably ever had since maybe the time they finished second. God knows how far back that was, but I mean, it's actually had the, the level going through the whole season with a. They're not falling. I mean, I think most times we usually beat Hearts maybe by 20, 30 points, like whenever they finish in the league, because yeah. they're so far ahead. But the fact they've kept so close and can still keep closer is but quite the, the, a remarkable job that Nielsen's done. We asked a small budget and the way the club's 
the framework of the, the club is set as well. That's a good point. Framework of the club is very good. Um, I think um, I watched the game, the, the, the Aberdeen and Hearts game, and I don't know if you guys watched it, but it was a, just a very entertaining game of football. Um, a lot better than a lot of the... A lot better than the English Premier League show. Whatever, who cares? Why do we always have to compare? Am I right? Um, the, the point would be that... Um, the structure of the club, I think, is very good at Hearts. I think they're smart about it. I think they went about it the right way. <coughs> now, and this will segue into the the, the semi final. Rangers, segue, good one. Ra- Rangers, um, you know, we're playing Rangers on Sunday, and um, their fans uh, seem to think that they are going to challenge for the title next season. Let them think that. The structure at Hearts and how Hearts. Hearts have bought intelligently. They bought uh, they bought Sutter. They've kept Walker. Whether it'll be there next season or not, who knows? Um, but they've bought smartly. Um, they play a really good system. They've got an intelligent coach um, who knows what he's doing. Um, they they they're just they're they're very smart in how they've done business. Um, and I, I think Hearts are not an example that Rangers should be using for next season because Rangers are still. Um, a bit of a shambles, as far as I can. I don't watch many Rangers games. I've watched enough to know that coming into this Sunday's Scottish Cup semi-final, that it's a one-off game, so you can't write anybody off. I mean, we've lost to Ross County, we've lost, lost to Inverness, we've lost to teams we shouldn't have who've, have lost to at Hamden um, because it's a semi-final and we have issues, clearly. We lost to St Mirren not too long ago in a semi-final. Um... Rangers, this is just a point, this isn't necessarily to do with the semi-final, but Rangers are putting Hearts up as a pedestal of, look what we can do next season because mm-hmm. Hearts did this, but it's two completely different cases. Disagree, agree? No, I completely agree. Um, Hearts have got better players for a start. Yeah, they're a better run club, they've got better players, um, they did things the right way. Didn't go I think business. when the, the season when they got went into administration and they lost points... They realised they were going down and used that to bed a lot of players that they thought, right, let's get down and do this. Which That's where Patterson was, you know. If I remember, did Rangers not go into administration and try and sign Daniel Cousin? <laughs> I mean, that's... Now, that sum, sums up the mentality between the two clubs in the way that things went for them financially. It's just... I think what's upsetting a lot of... Not just Celtic fans, what's upsetting is... is, is football fans. Celtic, football fans. Scottish, Scottish football. football fans is, we're back, we're back... Scottish football's been rubbish, but now we're back and we're coming to get you. You'll see. And that's not really been the case in Scotland. Do you know, Kieran mentioned it earlier about the levels of debt in other clubs. The game isn't hasn't been sitting moribund waiting them coming back, which is the narrative that they use, and it just isn't true. Firstly, moribund, love it. Oh, fuck. No, you've no clue that. <laughs> he might have made that up. <laughs> um, secondly, I, I completely agree with you. Um, Scottish football hasn't in any way stopped in its tracks. In fact, uh, attendances are up. But do you know what? We, we could go on and on about you know the the, the, the negatives that Rangers bring. We could talk about the positives that uh, uh, Rangers and the, and, the, and the new flight would bring. But ultimately, we're going to talk about the Scottish Cup semi-final at Hamden on Sunday. There's also Hibs versus, is it Hibs Dundee United? Um, on on the Saturday, um, which I get, that's lining up to be a cracking game. Hibs will probably Hibs it, but Dundee United have been Hibs in it recently as well, so who knows who won that game. Um, but Louis McCaffrey, you're lying there, you're relaxed, you look like a king amongst men, you've got a funny wee hat thing on. Um, wee Jordy hat. Wee Jordy hat. My Pollock hat, eh? 
Pollock Juniors. Um, Louis McCaffrey, your sort of uh, initial thoughts about uh, Celtic taking on Rangers at Hamden. Scared um, to watch the game. Scared. Scared. Uh, f- yeah, fear um, that we are going to lose. Um, um, I am. I am nervous to watch it. I am going to go to the pub. Finally decided that I am going to go to the pub and watch it. Um, but yeah, I am worried. I'm worried uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I think one of the main strengths. I've again. Okay, I've not watched a hell of a lot of Rangers uh, games. Uh, I've seen them very occasionally, and I've I've read some stuff. But it seems to be that pace is a big factor. Uh, one of their kind of main attributes seems to be their pace, uh, and I think any team that wants to be successful and wants to to hurt other teams, you have to have pace in your team. Um, it, it can sometimes kind of make up for other deficiencies. I think. Um, and it puts fear into players. Players like Mulgrew, say, players like possibly Lustig, who doesn't have the pace that maybe he once was, but is still maybe mature enough, obviously, positionally and things like that. He won't get too exposed, but still, hitting players like that, that aren't blessed with a lot of pace in our team, the pace factor it gives me the fear a bit. And the other thing is just simply that Celtic don't turn up. Uh, me, Bowden, Kieran went to the, the Ross County game at Hamden and Celtic didn't turn up. Our players They were fantastic for the first three minutes. Yeah. Um I, I mean our our big players didn't bother, uh, didn't show any passion, didn't didn't bring their, their best in that game. Players like Beaton, for example, who didn't look interested, didn't want the ball whenever anybody else had it, and they had. Um now, obviously, at a game of this size, it's when you sign for, for Celtic, this is the game that, you know, you're immediately asked about. Um, and it is the biggest game of the season in terms of in terms of kind of rivalry and things, obviously. Um, so you would expect the, the better players to turn up. You would think that if they were going to play their best in one game, it would be this one. But I just have that fear that Celtic as we've done so many times before, we shoot ourselves in the foot uh, and make it difficult for ourselves. And that's that's my big worry. Um, are, are, if the Celtic players play to their potential and the Rangers players play to their potential, Celtic win because we've got better players. We play against better quality opposition week in, week out when you compare it to the Championship. So from that point of view, we should win. I think the are going to be so up for this. Possibly even more than what Celtic will be. That they are just going to be absolutely gunning for us. Uh, Which could play into our hands. It could it could go either way. It's just so many... Obviously, when you're, you're emotionally involved in a game like this and the, the, the build-up to it, there's so many things go through your head of what might happen. We don't know until the game actually starts, but... It's certainly not going to be as easy as what it was a year ago. No chance. Chris Armani, thoughts on uh, just what your thoughts on the game? Just the way I, I mean, you could give this like a boxing analogy, right? The Rangers, have been you could class them as a, a the team that's been domestically they've been going through fighters at a low level. You know, if, if you, um, 
knocking them out, smashing them away, blah, blah, blah. But if you look at them, you've been seeing deficiencies as they come up. Now they're stepping up onto a higher level. If they play in the same way, gung-ho attacking, they'll get picked off by a higher level opponent. That, you know, that's the way we should be. Yeah. If we're going to play at, if we play, as uh, Louis says, at our optimum level and they play, we'll win. It will be, what you really need to look at is, how is their ego going to be coming into this? Are they going to say, we'll play the way we've played all season? We're Glasgow Rangers. We're Rangers. We're going to come and we're going to go gung-ho at them. Because, I'll be honest with you, if they come at us and uh, defend the way they have this season, we could take a number of goals off them. Wilson is one of the slowest footballers about. I mean, that Tavernier that they've got that plays at the back, that guy isn't isn't a defender. (laughs) There is no... He has no defensive ability whatsoever. And when they've stepped up in class a couple of times this season, Kilmarnock namely... St Johnston. St Johnston. They've been found out. You know, that whole, we're going forward, we're going forward, they've been picked off. However, Dundee was different. Dundee was different, right. So that's that's the one thing that you need, you need to put a however here. Because... They're now an SPL team, right, or SPFL. They're going to be, they're going to be playing there next season. They're at a level where you you mentioned that we've lost to lower level teams in the SPFL this season. If they beat us, you know it's not beyond the realms of possibility. We've got to throw the Hamden um, equation it because I hate the place. We never seem to play well there. It's just a, a ground I'd rather never play at again. Yeah, that's. Is it beyond the realms of possibility they can beat us? No, of course not. And then Tide's well throwing the new pitch. The new pitch was only laid yesterday. Yeah. Fuck it. It's, it's, it's not been finished. It's not actually finished yet. It started, <coughs> uh, what do you call it, Clyde's phone in earlier on. I, cu- I heard them saying that it's only 80% finished tonight. So it take, a pitch takes six weeks for it to embed itself and it need itself together. There's, and the worst thing is, there's a game before us on Saturday. So they're going to rip it apart. Oh, that's a good and point. when it comes to us, it's... It's, it's madness that, dam- that damages both teams because by the sounds of it both teams like to but I mean are better in attacking than they are they defense. said on Sunday that the pitch wasn't as bad as everyone could, was making out I think it was Davey Weir came out and said the pitch although being not very good wasn't the worst is that you possibly could get away with playing that again again next week rather than ripping it up and trying to relay it in four days and try to let it go through but yeah. so many finish but that's that's the way I see it I mean for me, they're stepping up a level, and if they play or you know the way that they they normally play, they could get picked off by us if we do what we should do. My worry is that we won't. They they'll alter their style of play, and we'll be moribund like that. Getting that word in again. Fucking love that. By can the way, tell us what it means. Can you tell us what it means? And can we? How use it in a sentence? <laughs> no, I <right>, go on. <laughs> That's that's my only worry. I, I I really hope that they play this supposed swashbuckling magic hat style of football because we've got players that will hurt them because we don't get space in Scottish football. Exactly, we don't get space. If Dundee away would be the perfect and you know com- comparison of us struggling. If they're smart, they'll just sit two banks of four. See if, exactly. See if they give us space. I mean, see guys like uh, Roberts. <laughs> He'll have a field day against them. <laughs> right, and uh, you'll have a field day watching them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Even guys like Forrest, if you gave the amount of space that they leave at the back, uh, GMS. room to exploit. You know, I mean, it's if, if they are that arrogant and, uh, and play that way, we could take a number of goals off them. I don't know if they will. It's all down to whether or not Warburton's ego uh, and the, the club's ego is going to get the better of them and they're going to come 
um, swashbuckling come forward because if they do they could get picked off well the boy uh, the boy in my work who's a scene ticket holder at Ibrox and he says that it is a bit of a worry for them because they actually only they're almost like Dyla they've got a plan A and that's it so he doesn't actually think they're going to start playing a defensive game because I said to him I was in, obviously in Dundee County that whenever teams sitting against us they're stifles and nothing's going to happen so I was like that's your best game plan he's like to be honest we won't be doing that because that's not Sorry. the way we play. It says we've got there's only one way the team plays and it's attacking. Um, and he says it is quite worrying because, like you said, your fullbacks, like your Wallace and your Tavernier, push so far up, get caught out, and then there's gaps at the back. Um, I think there's a, I can't remember what he's saying. There's a guy Ball who plays a whole midfield, but he says there's normally two there. But because one's cup tied, oh, it must be King. No, King plays. King plays in the left, isn't he? They, they're both cup tied, so the the two paces been taken. The both paces been taken out of the team on the wings. So I think he says he puts four yet Forster, Forester, Forester, sorry, Forester. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Malaga. <laughs> they play him out. They play him out in the wide. Um, Shields is still there. Ah, he doesn't get a game, but um, but he is saying that. Um, and I was like, well, we're that's similar to the way we play as well. We play four three three. The way they play four three three, and we're very attacking. So it could be two very attacking teams. Miles had terms as well. If that's the way they play against us, then that will suit our play because we'll obviously anticipate that, and we'll be able to catch them on the counter. And that, that's why when players, when teams come out of us, we really able to kind of pick that off. Yeah. Um, however, I'm still, I'm still very, very wary of the game. My, my, my fear is. The longer we're at nil nil, the worse it'll be for us because our our fans will get in the back backs of the team because they'll be expecting that we I should have scored a couple of goals. It's the semi final. It's we, against the Huns. I don't think. I know, but there's still the fact that it is against the Huns and they're not in the same league. I think there's still like a wee bit of that kind of arrogance that we should be knocking to three or four past them. And I think the longer the game stifled at nil nil, I think it'll suit them more than it will suit us because I think our players will start getting edgy. And when they start getting edgy the whole character comes out of question again the whole concentration level goes down mistakes are made and then it's just kind of panic comes in so I think it's crucial we try and get a goal as quick as we can yeah um, I, th- I think I think the point is um, they're more happy about this draw than us Cause they're on, they're, they've got nothing to lose um, we've got nothing to gain yeah okay, exa- you get in the Scottish Cup final but yeah exactly we're, we're, not, we're going to come out of this if we absolutely annihilate them then it will be swept under the carpet um, That because it's you know Rangers they've just been promoted they're, they're, they're a better team than last year Right. So we're not going to annihilate them. If we didn't annihilate them last year, we're not annihilating no, them this but, year. No, but last year, I mean, that's... that's that was, under, last year was under McDowell, don't forget. You didn't have a clue. Aye, but, but the whole thing was was a nothing game. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, we won 2-0, but we didn't have a... Didn't care. Wasn't, no, we didn't. And I'm not even being funny. There's this part of me that's the same about this one. Last year, I just wanted to avoid defeat. Same this season. There's no... I don't. I'm not up for this in the way that no. a lot of people say they are. A lot of Rangers fans say they are. To be perfectly honest, I'm not up for it. I, I just don't want. I would have avoided this at all costs. I'm, so I'm only thankful it's not the final. Because if it was the final, Aye. that would be even fucking worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, my my thoughts on it: they're happier than they, they've got this draw. Um, I personally do think they're going to come out. I think this is their chance in their heads to make a statement of intent for next season and I think personally it's going to blow up in their face because as Kieran said according to, to his friend I don't I don't watch them that often I've seen them enough to know what type of football they play um, they're going to come out and they're going to attack us and I think that's perfect 
I really do. Because see if you're getting attacked by a t- see if we get a getting a, there's a difference between getting attacked by Hearts or Aberdeen uh, with Johnny Hayes and Walker and these guys with genuine quality attacking you and getting attacked by some of these mugs, frankly, because they are mugs, right? And the point is, the the, the, the point is, Louis is going to be very cautious when he talks. <laughs> I can tell that. Yeah. No, the, the point is, I think they're going to attack us. I think we're going to take advantage of that, and I think we're going to win. And I think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be comfortable because no game against them will ever be comfortable. It never has when they were one club. It never will when it's the next club X, Y, and Z. You know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I just I'm not looking forward to it. I, I I don't really have any... I'm not going to take great delight in beating them, if we do. Um, I mean, I'll take delight, but I just... I hate... I actually, like... I just... I just it's it's going to be interesting to see how Dyla sets up as well. Okay, well, that, that, you, you've, you know, you've, you've segued fantastically Thanks. there. Um, what's your line-up, Lou? Um, and how do you line-up, in terms of uh, tactics? How do you line-up? Um, well, I think I, I could see us going back to the, the two sitting, so the 2-3-1, rather than a 4-3-3. Right. Um, so I, I would imagine Gordon Tierney, Mulgrew, Boyata, if he makes it. I don't think... Is Fe- Sviachenko fully out? Cause no, he's not. He's not that, Boyata as well, I just, I wouldn't take that, take that a pinch of salt that he's not... No, I think he is. I think he's he's best trained, and I, I wouldn't take Oh no, the, I, I think I, the, the, it seems to be that Dyla said that both of them, he, he believes both of them will make it, but I don't see both of them starting. I think he'll still keep Mulgrew in there. So it's what one goes in. If Sviachenko, if if his injury is worse, whatever Boyat has got, I'm not sure, but I I would think he'll probably play Mulgrew, uh, Boyat, and Lustig. Uh, obviously Tierney. Brown beat on, and then Johansson and Roberts, but on the left hand oh, side. Oh, I'm excited. The left hand side. Just your pick, eh? It was notes. Yes. Was looking at notes. Left hand side, I think you'll play Armstrong. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I think it's going to be. It's an all out hair assault. I'd, it's, yes. It, it's obviously going to be between Kazim Richards, Armstrong, and Gary McKay Stevens. I think they're not better pick what you want because we know we've no idea what they're going to pick. We could see so many different from variations. Of that well, I want I, well that, that's no that's who I would pick. I would pick, I would pick um, Armstrong for the for the simple reason I that pick Armstrong he, every single week he gives you. Don't you worry about that. He can do both jobs he's not done it he's not done both jobs well enough this year but he would be more defensively he'd be better defensively I think than, the likes, some. than the likes of Gary McKay Stephen although Gary McKay Stephen would give you more going forward yeah, but yeah. on a balance I think he would go Armstrong the only thing is if you have Armstrong which we've said it, that would be him playing out of position as he's done so many times if you have Armstrong Brown, Beaton, Johansson, the four of them all playing, then really you you're, you're really are putting the creativity all on the likes of Roberts. But then I, I have been quite surprised the, the last few games that Dyla has said, more or less, I think he actually has said that we need to get the ball to, to Roberts as much as possible. I never thought that would be something that Dyla would say. He's always been a more, it's all about team, team not an individual. Yeah. But he has said 
we need to just get him the ball. Um, I, I like that in some ways, but in many respects I don't because you are putting so much emphasis on one, one player. Who is who, 19, is it? Who, who will be... Him and Griffiths will definitely be because both of them are definitely going to start. I think I think both of them are going to be the key players that they will try. And they're nullify. also going to nullify, define nullify. I mean, they're going to be kicked. Friday, absolutely, absolutely, without a shadow of doubt. Kieran, how in your lineup, please? Um, <clears throat> Golden goals. I would go with obviously Lustig. I would go with Boyata and Mulgrew just now because I don't want to go with the whole fact of we're giving Sviatchenko as much as he can. If it comes Friday and Sviatchenko can't make it, then you've just wasted four days where you could have worked with uh, Mulgrew and Boyata together. Because I don't, I think Boyata's fit. That sitting out of training was just nothing. Um, so Sviatchenko is not 100 percent yet. They're giving him from what I get until Friday Saturday, and that's just absolutely useless. What's the point of banking a defender that who may never make, who may not make it, and may not be 110 percent fit for it and might pull up? See when Sviatchenko came on in the Ross County game at Hamden, why was that again? Was because it because we get man sent off? Yeah. Because Ambrose yeah. got sent off. That was his first game. That was his debut. I wasn't sure if maybe it was because uh, I remember remember was it uh, Yozo played in Europe and he had to go off after like a couple of minutes against and we rushed him. Yeah, he rushed, rushed him and had to he had to Good. come on. Okay, um, so we've got your left back as well. I do think that I'll go 4-3-3 and it'll be the three of Johansson, Baton and Brown however controversial I would possibly put take Beaton out of the team Hello Because I would Jesus. He can slow the game about, down an awful lot where if, I think a high intensity high passing would possibly work better so I would have Johansson and Brown in there together and uh, I would want Roberts on the right Rodgers through the middle and McGregor on the left. I want McGregor on the left because McGregor's very direct. He's very pacey, but he also knows how to defend and help Tierney out. So he would actually work better at getting oh, back. Oh, there's a lot of headed and a lot of nods like here. GMS or Armstrong. This Armstrong defends. Something I can see when he defends backwards, he can not be very good. Um, so McGregor and obviously Griffiths up there. Up top. That's what my round of applause. Hey, look. Really like. Hey, come on. Round of applause. To be fair, I think the one thing. The one where I think he would actually sacrifice Rodgers and bring Bitton and just like you said, have the three, but have like this the kind of narrow threes we call it, and then the three up top. But so you you would wait, Rodgers. Who are you replacing with? Uh, Beaton, you're taking Rodgers. I want Rodgers having them. So I want a three of McGregor, Rodgers, and Roberts behind Griffiths, and your two holders. Uh, Although Johansson's got the lights. Like you said four, three, three. No, I think that's what they all go for. Is that's what But yeah, I want a 4 2 3 1. Sir Manbot, there's Sir Man Meister, Sir Mammington Steel. Also, I was thinking next season, um, Henderson's nickname, if, if he actually starts playing, would be. No, it wouldn't be Hendo. It would be. Oh, I forgot it. Shit. Hendo Rama. Would it not be Harry? Hendo Rama. Hendo Rama. Harry's better. Well, that's why you Hendo don't give the nicknames. Nicknames out. Eh. Uh, Sir Manbot, Sir Man Unit, Sir Mannington Steel, Sir Mannington General. Sir Mannington 3000. Oh, like it. Sci-fi element. Good. Go. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> and goals. Love it. Great goal. I thought you were going to say Fazan there, because he's, he's a bit chomping at the bit. This time will come. This time will come, sir. Don't worry about that. Left back. Kieran Tierney. Hello. Centre-halves now. Yes. Eric Sviachenko. Oh, Hello. There we are. Don't you worry about that. His partner, Dedrick <laughs> Boyata. His partner in crime, Derek Boyata, okay. Right back, Mikhail Lustig. Oh, yes. In front of the defence, 
the two usual midfielders. We're going to have Scott Brown near Beaton. Okay. Happy. Moving up for the three behind the striker. We're going to have in the middle Stefan Johansson. Norwegian internationalist. To the left of him Callum McGregor. Oh, there we go. Yep. Nice. On the other side Who The else? man. Yep. The genius. Twinkle toes. <laughs> the man with the biker grove hair. The man the beaky hair. Patrick Roberts. Up top, Colin. No, sorry. <laughs> Lee, Lee Griffiths. If this formation, if this starting eleven doesn't perform to the necessary standard, I we could possibly either replace Rogic with Johansson, or if Piton or Brown aren't performing to the standard necessary, we could drop Johansson back, take one of them off, put Johansson up. Front. Who did you play in the left? Sorry. Left on the left of the three McGregor McGregor Sorry. Yeah, McGregor, and Pat Roberts No, Johansson But Was there a Rodic? Yes But Rodic coming off the bench Rodic, yes Bench <laughs> Rodic will come on the park at one point uh, I still The only major concern I've got about Rodic Is his stamina I'd still say so I don't know if I'd start him But I reckon No, no Oh, uh, right. He's claiming the credit for McGregor. He's claiming the credit for McGregor. I was. It was for you. I think oh, he's a drink. I'm a dick. That's uh, right. Um, he's, he's very proud of his applause. Um, the, the point I'll make is uh, I think Dyla will play Forrest. I think Forrest will start. I think he'll fight. Uh, the bench. I think I. I, I think he's going to. I think he's going to pull something out. Or I think he's going to try and surprise them. He's I think going he's, to do a Lennon. He's going to. He's going to play Forrest. Roberts and I think it'll probably be Johansson. Forrest Roberts, Johansson, Brown, Bitton, uh, usual backline. Well, not usual backline, it'll be Bayata and Mulgrew, I think. I don't think Sviachenko will make What's it. What's your team, Chris? What's my team? Never mind. What, what, if, what if he went for Forrest, um, Forrest Johansson and Commons? Don't even, don't even, just, don't even bring that up. I can't uh, My team would be. Uh, <sighs> Right, sorry. No. No, let, let him have this moment. I know, I know, I know, I know. Go. I know. Thanks, Lee. Uh, it would be Lustig. What, what goals? goal? <laughs> no, no, just... Uh, no, just Lustig. No. Uh, I would probably... Probably Brown and Bitton. Um, number 10, no. I would be tempted to uh, play Rogic. I don't know. I don't know if I'd play him from the start. See this whole thing about mentality of like a semi final and stuff like that. And this is we always come back to the whole thing of um, oh, it's all about um, experience. But we've been fucked with experience at Hamden before, so maybe we go the other way. Uh, Roberts, I think definitely, obviously has to play. Would I play Armstrong? Yeah, I definitely would play Armstrong. I would play him sitting with. Uh, I'd play him sitting with Brown probably, um, or or Bitton, but. You know, I just want to send a half for you, Chris. Uh, anyone who wants. <laughs> nah, I don't know. I'd probably it would be Lustig, uh, Boyata, Mulgrew, Kieran Tierney. It probably would be Johansson, Bitton, and Brown, and as, as the three with Johansson as your your number ten. I'd go Gary McKay, Stephen, and Patrick Roberts. <laughs> He just gave us two drafts of a team. Here's number three. So, uh, <coughs> no, I, 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 what I think will happen and what will happen in terms of, I do think 
I really do think he, I've got it in the back of my head that James Forrest will play. I think he'll start. I think he he'll might. be Forrest and Roberts, Johansson, Brown, Bitter. I think that's what it'll be. It's not what I want. I don't want James Forrest anywhere near the first team anymore. Because um, I think he's. I just don't think he's very good. Anyway, listen, we're over time. We've went an extra 15 minutes. Uh, but, you know, first one back in a while. Um, funny game coming up on Sunday. A game we don't want to be part of. What are you saying? Predictions. Predictions? Why, why did you mount, like? Why did you go like... You, need to mention the predictions. you could have just said predictions like you did. Okay, predictions. Is what I do, predictions? Aye. I think that's what I alluded to when I said predictions. Aye. Okay. Predictions. I'll go first. Please do. I think Celtic will win by four goals to one. Four goals to one. I think Celtic will go 2-0 up. They will then concede a goal. We'll have nothing for about 20 minutes and we'll score two late goals. Boom. 4-1. I'm going 2-0 for us. 2-0. Like it. Uh, so, man, but... 4-0. Really? To Celtic. Yeah. I think... That uh, War- Warburton will come out swashbuckling and thinking, "Ah, we'll announce ourselves here." That's what uh, I think. I think they're going to put down like a, 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 a put down a marker, a marker for next season, and it's going to blow up in their vagina holes. Well, you need to speak into the microphone. Well, they can still hear when it's out loud. No, they can't. It's literally. What, what um, was with the, the accent? Because <laughs> he copied my accent. Eh? Well, well, whatever we did. Like Dundee game. Well, they, can, they, they can fire it in the box and they get an early goal and they win 2-3-0. That's not good then. Let's hope that doesn't happen. What's the fucking this guy? Stop going with the gung-ho high scores. Lou Dog. Lou Arama. 3-2 hoops. Jesus Christ. Three it's going to be all about the attacking players in both teams. There's going to be quite a few goals. Rangers will obviously take the lead. Uh, controversial penalty by any chance? <laughs> can I can I interest you in a controversial that, penalty? That, that always comes later in the game. Who's the ref? Uh, Craig Tom, Thompson. Tom's again, no. Yeah. Um, I think they they obviously take the lead as they always do. Uh, they might even go two up, and we'll have an extraordinary <laughs> two up. Are you fucking <laughs> hell? We'll what? have a we'll have a fantastic. You uh, think we can, You think the character he came back from two 0 down against them? Uh, <laughs> My God! You think we're going to come back from two 0 down at Hamden <laughs> against Rangers in a Scottish Cup semi final and win three two? Yes, brother. I love you. Still enjoying the Guinness and holiday, eh? I Listen, love your moxie, man. I've been I've been known to come up with some pish, <laughs> <laughs> utter garbage. <laughs> Some, some pretty inaccurate <laughs> predictions in my time, uh, so I thought I'd just think. I don't think I could survive them being turned all up. Um, no, anyway, no, 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 no. Um, anyway, um, it's been a pleasure. We're back on track. Uh, yeah, nothing really more to say other than uh, follow us on Twitter at Ninety Minute Cynic. Um, we're on Spreaker, Spreaker dot com slash the Ninety Minute Cynic. We're part of the Hail Hail Media Group. Happy to be part of that. Um, you can check them out on Spreaker. Just search for Hail Hail Media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash 90minutecynic. Um, I've been joined by Sir Manbot, Sir Mannington Steel, Sir Manny 2000. Is We're it 3000? 3000, sorry. We're back, baby. We're, We're back, back, baby. I've been joined by Louis, Louis McCaffrey. <laughs> Louis there. Thanks, thanks for the... The muffled titter in the audience, sir. Yep, I've been. We've been joined by the freight train. That's me. That's him. Chug, 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 chug. Thank you, freight train. Woo-hoo! Chugga chugga. 
Um, I've been Chris Gallagher, and we'll speak to you down the road. Baby, right on top.